everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes. Make sure the levels fall from low. I got the girls shining in those so bright. Hey, Tex. Luke. Nice to talk to you for the first time today. You're, yeah. Thanks, man. I'm excited to to be here with our friend of the podcast, John Wilborn. Yeah, thanks for having CEO, me. CEO, founder, Baba Ganoush, the big guy. Big training question on deck today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You are experiencing another episode of The Crew on Power Athlete Radio, which is the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Ladies and gentlemen, Long-time listener, long-time power athlete. Many-time caller. Many-time caller. Contributor. The origin of the game show episode, Mr. Tim Wacker has a question for us today. He hit up the hotline. You can too. Did you know that? Hot. It is hot, 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 baby. 929-ing-ing-0 will get you to the power athlete hotline, the answering machine. You can leave us a question, leave us some love. This is what Tim does almost every day. (laughs) And you know what, Tim? Thanks, pal. And thanks, everybody else who's calling. And uh, pro tip, if you drop us a movie question, it probably hops up in the queue, which is what we have today from Tim. Now, Tim's one piece of advice, pal. Um, Short, be bold. sweet. Yeah, be bold, be brief, and be gone. Three-minute voicemail. Lots of love. We appreciate it. We well, could just leave a series of voicemails. Yeah, like or like... Small digestible short. Yeah, or like segments, because uh, what I'm going to do is chop up your question here a little bit and uh, get it on the air. So you guys ready yeah, for what Tim has said? Yes. Hey, Parathlete, this is Tim Wacker. Uh, several years ago, I read a just a really good article where Luke calculated how strong Hercules is with just some goodwill hunting level genius that really deserves some kind of honorary mathematics degree from a university. So I was wondering, like, how strong are the superhero guys? Like, take Thor, for example. Like, how, how, does, how would that guy put on muscle? Like, if you're that strong, how much weight do you have to lift in order to stress and recover and adapt and go through the process of putting on muscle? How, what would he have to do? And also, um, I didn't know if you caught this, but Asgard is flat. I'm just saying that Asgard's flat. I wonder if there's any Asgardians who are fear earthers. I don't know. Maybe there is. So um, thanks for all you guys' recommendations and uh, all your work. And uh, anyways, have a good weekend, and I will talk to you later. Bye. All right. So here's the scenario, John. I'm going to take this in from a question. Let's bring it into a scenario. Everybody game? We check the emails, we look at our new clients, we reach out, and we see there's Thor of Asgard has signed up for Jack Street. Well, um, we, well, how about we put it that he submits a question? Okay. Because um, hey, you, God, yeah, you okay. know, you're just assuming that Jack Street would be the best. I mean, we don't necessarily know. I personally think he would be up for custom programming. Oh, I know, but I don't think he would think. He's kind of a he's a well he's, he's a, a mimbo. He's he, kind of a he's a god. Know? I mean, you think he's just going to sign up for? A program? No, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna send in the Valkyries okay. to Power Athlete, okay. and come and find us. And as the Valkyries show up on their chariots, they're gonna be like, "Thor needs you. Thor needs you to design programming mm-hmm. to help him 
get stronger and maximize his, his potential. Well, listen, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I have to be honest. This is to, your scenario is totally unbelievable. At least mine is like within well, the realm of possibility. <laughs> here's how he found out about okay. us. Years ago, Luke oh. Summers graced the Power Athlete blog with one of the most accurate science-based mm-hmm. training articles that we've ever put out. Yes. Where you diagnosed after watching Hercules, yes. the movie with The Rock, 10 times. Is Hercules a god? Uh, Hercules. He's half. He's a half. He's a, he's a demigod. Yeah. So he's half god. Demigod means half. Right. Yeah, so. I just learned that. Yeah. All right. One, so one Thor, god. So Thor has a bit of a crisis. He's going like, how strong is Hercules? Am I as strong as Hercules? And he Googles it. And he finds Luke Summers' article. Okay, I'll take that. Where Luke, a 245-pound man at the time, looks at these feats of strength 40. featured in the Hercules movie, his 12 labors, and he does some crazy math that is explained here that I don't understand, and then tells you how many Luke Summers <laughs> the rock lifts per 12 labor, per feet. Well, is it the rock or is it Hercules? Well, the rock as Hercules. As Hercules. Well, yeah, but you can't really say that because rock's not a god. Well, He's not a demigod. Whatever. We don't. I mean, I've seen that's that like your of. opinion, man. But yeah. So this is the filter in the funnel in which. That's how Thor's found this full god. Okay, so no, that's how the chariot so, has arrived. So yeah, so the Valkyries come down. They engage us to help develop a training program for uh-huh. Thor to get bigger and stronger and to put on some muscle. I'd like to say we have entered the Marvel universe. Is yeah, that fair? Hundred percent. Like I don't think Thor should enter Power Athlete. Let's enter the Marvel universe. Oh, so you know what I mean. So so they they beam us. Yeah. So so we're in a world with Tony Stark. We're in a world with the Hulk. The Avengers. Yeah. We've Spider-Man. Sur- yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So the problem is, like Tim said, if like... Dude, who's going to summon us? Is it like Endo? Remember the guy with the big sword? Yes. Remember who's in charge? He's like, Endo! And yes. then he like, he zaps us up. So next thing you know, we're up in Asgard. Yes. Okay. Uh, the flat or uh, Asgard. Well, <laughs> um, how does he know Asgard's flat? They have a, you know, I think they show it in the movie. No. It has um, if, it's if got you like see the bottom, under it. yeah. I mean, it's not flat. That's what the Earth looks like too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're gonna just oh, let that you, one go. You're flat no, earther. I'm, I'm. I. John said okay. It means he's a flat earther. <laughs> it's so, didn't, I, I didn't even know we needed to defend this flat earth theory text that you've had for years. It's a spinning coin, John. That's why it looks like a circle. Oh my gosh. Oh, gosh. We're gosh. out. No. Okay. So the the problem becomes like we we look at the bars, like any of the bars that we have and any of the plates we have. Like if you put a, if well, you put Thor on the belt squat, no problem. If you put him under the mastodon bar, no problem. So what are we going to do? So you want to start with equipment. So I think what we have to do is we have to go find Itri, who's the dwarf and king that forged uh, okay. Stormbreaker, the hammer, and Thanos' cuff or a gauntlet. And we're going to have to get Itri to design equipment that is mm. to be able to be loaded in such a way that we can drive adaptation with Thor. So, like, you know, we think we're thinking conventional, like weights. Yeah, yeah. What we have to do is, like, what's the weight of a dying star? Yeah, we're thinking what we're thinking the, Earth matter. Yeah. So, I mean, can't do that. Right. I mean, he you saw how the way he destroyed the frost giants when he went to uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. the ice planet. I mean, so we're going to have to start counting weights in terms of, like, the magnitude of like what's the magnitude like what's the weight what's the density of the sun uh-huh. that's going to be some of the starting points so we're going to have to look at dying stars planets and like that type of mass i just so happen to look that up our solution quickly because we don't want to go through all nine yes nine pluto's a planet gravity but 
Jupiter's moons are going to be our best bet. Because Ju you have the highest level of gravity. It is 317.8 times X-Earth's gravity. So, do you think so we it's going to be dramatically heavier, so he's going to have to develop mm -hmm. more strength to be able to handle that level so of gravity. So it's kind of like over-speed training, but it's over-gravity training. Yeah. And it allows us to get this very dense matter that E-Tree, is that his name? Yeah, E-Tree. E-Tree is going to help us build some equipment, probably adjust... Like we'll request like an adjustable dumbbell set because yeah. I don't want to have so many dumbbells. It's just more easy. It's easier to. Well, like, I, I was also thinking like um, what also I'm, I'm kind of imagining is like almost like a, a lasso kind of thing that he can do to like where he can like lasso a, a huge planet uh -huh. and then swing it around like for like med ball and kind of like rotational work. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Well, that's for the weight. And I think we can change planets based on gravity to get some overspeed mm. with some lighter. So if we hop over to Mars, which is less than half of Earth's gravity. Uh -huh. That's what we're going to do is speed work. Overspeed well, work. Okay. Okay. So we have like a, a kind of a training model in terms of equipment. He's going to need a training partner. So we have two options. We either have the Hulk or we got to find Thanos. Mm -hmm. And since a Thanos beat up the uh. Hulk... I'm thinking Thanos has got to be the strongest individual in the universe, so he would be a better training partner. But will they? Here's the where coaching comes in. Are they going to train together, well, or we, is this some um, basically Thor four? Yeah, but these Thanos two can't rivals, pick the hammer up, can he? You know, no Thanos. Uh, I don't think was able to pick up. Was there ever a scene with that? No, but he wouldn't be able to because he's not worth. Like we we know Thanos is. Well, maybe right. he is worthy. Ah, I mean, we, oh, we don't know. spin zone. Right, like we don't really know. Okay. Um, so the other one too, so we've looked and said, okay, so we got to find a potential training partner. We got to find him some programming. We got to design him equipment. And then the other one, and I think what we do is we really take this to the next level and we start looking at performance enhancing mm. Thor. So, so that's, that's a question I have. Well, but so the way that this works is uh, the way that the Asgardians live forever is there's something that are called the apples of Iden, and that's what they consume and they eat that keeps him young and strong, and that's like the source of it. So as they start to age, they eat them and they get young. I think what we do is what your idea was yesterday. We find Tony Stark. Okay. And Bruce Banner. Okay. Right? They ah. take the, uh, the apples of Iden and they synthesize it with the super serum that was For... built with Captain America. Uh-huh. They inject Gamma it into radiation. Thor, and no, it's Vita, uh, Vita Rays. Okay, Vita Rays. Right, so then we put him into the super soldier uh, thing, you know, that was in Brooklyn, and we hit him with the Vita Rays with the uh, apples of Iden mixed with the super serum. But what did, what did Bruce Banner get exposed to? He got gamma, gamma. radiation. But then you got to throw Gamma in there because you want to give him a little bit of Hulk juice, don't you? Well, wasn't there a genetic adaptation that allowed the Hulk to survive oh, that much, absorb that much gamma radiation? Something like that. And that's, so that's my question too. So are we assuming Thor has the same biological structure as humans? Does he have bones, ligament, tendon, muscle, nervous yeah. system? Well, the, um, in the origin stories of the Norse mythology, man was, uh, was you know, a reflection of what the Asgardians okay. were. So the, uh, like, you know, so it's kind of like so uh, goes back to like you know uh, God created man in His image, mm -hmm. very similar within that origin. Because ultimately, what performance enhancing is doing in humans, whether it's like steroids or even just supplements or whatever you know, like whether you go from legal to illegal or whatever, is like you're upregulating certain hormonal or biological systems to facilitate quicker recovery, mm -hmm. right? And since we're 
Okay. So that would be, and we know that obviously Captain America's performance enhancing is. You know, let's get into that one a little bit. <laughs> so what I love about that, and I, I it actually, the first Avenger is one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. Uh, like it's like, like, so if Cassie and I are sitting there and like, I'm like Legos, he'll be like first Avenger. So when we watch it, I think it's super interesting that they put them in. And if you see the way they like, they put the injections into the different muscle bellies and then they use the Vita rays to like, to boost it. And it's a pretty interesting thought, the idea of like, hey, I'm going to like, you know, put these serum into these muscles to create this environment. But then we got to turn up the heat. We got to turn up the juice. Mm-hmm. They got to do something in such a way to, to drive adaptation really quickly, which looks like overloading him with a ton of just energy. Yeah. So that could be done with Thor. And the objective is, okay, Thor is at an immense level of strength right now. We're trying to increase that level of strength. Well, but but think about this, right? So they put Captain America in that in that uh, containment unit and they turned on like the power grid or whatever it is. Thor, he opened up, like you remember when the forge was dead and he had to go and help him for Stormbreaker? He opened that and took the full power of a dying star into his chest. Uh-huh. For like a couple minutes to light the to, to light it and didn't die. So there is like there is the the principle of the conservation of mass and energy. So like you're taking the energy of this star, and that whole entire star is powering Thor. Like how many stars are we going to need to level up Thor's performance? Well, this is and my question. We well, is he is he basically EMS? And that can no longer well, that, be a training tool. That's kind of what like, is lightning. Can Tony Stark or Stark Industries develop an EMS device that can deliver the right frequencies of like dying stars that he could just like throw on EMS pads and train in? Well, I mean, but that's conducting electricity and he is the god of thunder. So what you're saying is we'd have to almost find like a, a conduit that he could funnel the electricity through that would effectively drive... Motor unit recruitment. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then follow that up with some tra- like manual resistance training with Thanos, Thanos. Who can like hit him with some clam sh- manual resistance clamshell, manual resistance pull-ups, things yep. like that. And then using In the over-gravity, equipment yeah. that uh, Eatry builds that we put on different planets. So then we periodize through the training program based off the gravity of different planets. But then also what about the food? I was thinking vegan. Well, that, um <laughs> God damn it! Um, so uh, look at your shirt in in the yeah he wishes what you mean the nipples the nipple pierces oh he's excited because he worked vegan into this conversation oh, yeah. um, so they don't really give an indication of like you know how much they consume but in the movie remember when he's down on Earth and the one guy's sitting around eating. And he's like, you've consumed four wild boars. And he goes through this which, whole thing. Which one? I don't, don't know. You remember the first movie when he's like down on earth and like uh, uh, Freda, who's, who's also the reason you know Freda is she's who Friday is named for. Friday's Freda's day. So Freda was the warrior princess. In Gre- Do you guys not? You guys, uh, I mean, everybody knows this, John. You just okay. keep going. We okay. already know this. Right. So no, right? more of a Roman uh, stars. <laughs> what do you call those things? So... <laughs> Mythology. Freda and and his uh, his uh, his band of you know of warriors 
they're sitting around talking about they should do this. And remember the one guy's on the couch and he's like, you had a cast of ale. And he's like talking about how much he beat, how much he's eaten. And in the origin stories, like the Norse mythology, they talk about like their feasting in Bahala and how much they consume and how much they need. And there's actually some really interesting stories about like uh, ogres and these giants that they have to like these massive, huge people that they have gone. And it's like, um, do they eat the people. Well, they do. But the way that Odin made like like the sky that we see is actually the inside skull of one of the giants. I think I'm remembering that right. And like when he killed them, the blood became the rivers. And it's like the, it's pretty bitching in the order. Like you got to read this stuff, dude. I mean, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, but his ability to consume massive amounts of food is well documented. And this so, is unique to Thor. Well, Thor, but all of the Asgardians, especially so, the warriors. So, like, like even Lo- Loki? Because um, he, he seems kind of like a bitch. skinny bitch. Well, but he's not truly an Asgardian. Oh, that's right. Didn't he? Why he is, not? He, he is a frost giant. Dude. So, don't you remember? So, when Odin goes down and strikes down um, Jotunheim. So, when he destroys Jotunheim. Was this in the Thor movie? In the Thor movie. So, when Odin goes and destroys Jotunheim and finally breaks their back. He goes into the temple and Lofi go and he goes and he takes Lofi's son who is Loki. becomes Loki oh, okay. and then brings him back to and raise raises him, as his, him as his son. Oh, so and that's why him. he's so yeah. he's not technically a god. Well, he, or, he he is a god. I mean, he's, well, he's a, not like Asgardian. Thor's family or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's he is a uh, a spoil of war and then the casket and all that. So but that's like how he Everyone goes and it. becomes the frost giant. So he's a an abnormally small because the frost giants are obviously giants. He was a little one, so they took him and brought him back and raised him. Huh. So that's a story. At least, okay. at least in the uh, in the Marvel tale. Now there's differentiation with this in uh, the Asgard or in the um, the Norse mythology tales. So we're gonna, but we are gonna upregulate his the the apples the apples of Idun 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 so like we're gonna upregulate that we're gonna make sure there's a healthy and regular dose of that in the routine but but could we take them and have them synthesized kind of like they took like let's say they take testosterone right yeah all the steroids that are basically made are synthesized off of testosterone and some of them are dramatically more powerful got it so what I imagine is we could take these apples of Idun and have Tony Stark or Bruce Banner one of yeah. these guys synthesize something. You know, because we, um, who is the guy, uh, Dr. Eskin? He's the guy that um, was the Nazi scientist, the German scientist with the super serum. Uh-huh. He's dead. Yeah. So we can't go back and use him. So we'd have to go Tony Stark, have to go Bruce Banner, and then they would have to synthesize some super serum, some massive apples of Iden drug mm-hmm. that could help amplify Thor. Okay. And then, so what do we do for diet? Like, we just, we just keep, the food is... Is what it is, yeah. or do we up? Maybe we up calories a few um, uh, million calories. Yeah, yeah. Because we're lo- we're like really ramping up but, training. Because think about it, he probably only gets his training on game day. Like he goes in, well, he has well, to go fight, and that's where the well, training. Why response would more goes. like like here? Here's the one. Why does Thor need more muscle? I mean, the idea. I mean, like superiority complex or yeah. inferiority complex. I mean, like to me, Thor doesn't need more muscle. Like. Like, muscle isn't going to help him be stronger. I mean, it could be, but I don't know if muscle's his limiting factor. Uh-huh. I think That's what, also a question I have. So, I mean, like, is the goal to make Thor more muscular for what? It's probably going to slow him down. He's not going to be able to swing the hammer as well because it's going to hurt his rotation. 
So I think what we're looking to do is make like the uh, most efficient Thor and the, the strongest okay. Thor. So like I'd be focused on output and power. Like could he punch a hole in the universe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could he well, like fight a black hole, go into it, rip it up and smash it up into a million pieces? Or just take on Thanos in like uh, a nice like uh, freestyle wrestling match. You know, like, or is that just, is that too technical? Well, I mean, he did kill Thanos, but didn't Thanos, like, rip out his eye? Yeah, I think there's part of that. Yeah, so, I mean, they're pretty, like, it kind of, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty Mm -hmm. good. So, we got manual resistance with Thanos or the Hulk. We've got... Equipment by Itri, the Dwarf Queen. Equipment by Itri, over-gravity training facility on... Well, that's, Saturn, that's technically Saturn. how we're uh, how we're manipulating the weights because uh-huh. just a number alone, yeah, we can't have do to, it. Yeah, we we have to look at like uh, the other one. I was thinking is what if we got him really close to the sun and the gravitational pull started pulling him, and then he had to sprint on a special treadmill to get away from it and uh-huh. fight the gravitational pull. That would help. We're gonna need some. Stu- we're gonna need Stark Industries on that. Well, but I mean, the, to me, that yeah, a hundred percent. We're gonna yeah. need a, a really interesting. Does he up. breathe? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, no, because he's in space without a mask. Well, he can't at times. Di- he can't I don't know. die. So well, we well, can't I mean, die in his training. That wouldn't be very prudent, John. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No. I think we have someone to answer questions. I do think that the foundation that we have here is fantastic. And I think um, if there is an increase, I just don't think he trains that hard right now. I oh, really don't. So I, we're going to have to ramp up his uh, caloric intake as well because we're really ramping up the training response, mm. the training stimulus. We didn't see any training. There, were, there was no training montage in no. any of the... Uh, well, they're not sports movies, John. In any of the Marvel movies. I'm a little upset about that. Uh, I well, bet there I, are. There is some training, but not Iron like, Man. I think so because mm-hmm. he's got to like build that. The first Iron Man again. I haven't seen these in ten years. Yeah, so At least I don't know. Two or three days. No, man, you're you're caught up. You, you got cash on the oh, Avengers yeah, no, train. Uh, yeah, so, you're caught up. So what's pretty funny is uh, like the Avengers stuff, and then like uh, for like a four year old, it's like. It's, so, like, I try to look through it through the eyes of a four-year-old, and, like, I remember how crappy the movies were when I was a kid and how excited we were to see them. Like, I remember think, seeing E.T. flying in, like, the, uh, on, the, on the BMX bike and thinking, like, oh, you know. Now that's, like, you see it, you're like, oh, God, I can't believe I was fooled with this. See the strings. So now you see these movies, and they're so amazing. And, uh, like, for him, like, he, he watches them, and then he wants to, like, basically go over and fight his sisters. Uh-huh. He'd be like, ninja this, and he, like, kicks and punches them, which is funny because they just go push him down, but he gets right back up. It's pretty funny. So, no, I mean, we definitely uh, – I would much rather – sit and watch an Avengers movie than like whatever other nonsense is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess in thinking of those movies in the Thor movie, like when he gets into battles, he fatigues. So Does he? And, I feel like there's like heavy we, breathing. And If we go to the limiting factor for Thor, here's what I see based off of the, the most recent Avengers, okay. like the last two. His limitation is more Mental. I knew you were going to... Okay, go. Why? He needs, he needs us on that respect because he has all the physical attributes to defeat Santa. Are you just trying Santa's? to work um, Brett Bartholomew into this talk? Not at all. Hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. So, oh, <laughs> hey, this is Tex. Like I name dropped you again on the podcast. Brett, and you can put me on record. Brett will teach Thor how to build or grow a better beard. So, mm. the... But he lost his temper 
and axed Thanos in the middle of a discussion when they're trying to unlock all this discovery for them to save the universe and undo the little snappy thing. He lost his fucking cool, killed Thanos, and then they had to time travel. So, so he fucked the plan up because he lost his temper. Well, huh. um, but I, I think what we're also forgetting is that uh, um, Paul Rudd's character in Ant-Man has that suit that can make you big and small. Maybe what we do is we shrink Thor down and make him little so that huh. everything, like we could create like a, you know, just yeah yeah, yeah like yeah so but the thing i'm thinking that's kind of a hole in that is when they're little they're still as strong as they are as people right i, I don't, don't know because like you remember he's little I think so yeah but like imagine if you could shrink him down and it was relative so he was as little as like a you know yeah like that any, seems like just a few like you change the software a little bit so yeah. maybe that's another like i'm gonna lean heavily on tony stark on this like we're gonna need him for the tech we have the principles we know where to get the equipment if Tony can come in and with like, oh no, I can change Ant Man's suit to be, so it makes strength relative, then we're we're set. Yeah, we could do that, and then just feed him the apples. So then what's so what's the what's the protocol text to uh, to get like in the software approach on Thor? So like get into his mental. Where do you think he he has a gap that we can close? We need Ruiz. Just <laughs> we need to pull Splinter? in Raz al Ghul, Raf, <laughs> Raf al Ghul, Master Splinter, okay. and pit him up in the Avengers. He's basically the, the League of Shadows behind the mental training uh, of the Avengers. So we need I drown can, proofing. So, so you've been watching the DC Universe Not and at all. Arrow if you want to start talking about Raz al Ghul and the League of Assassins. Well, I'm just based so, off the Batman Begins, but I'm really happy that you we, got into we finally uh, found uh, the CW. <laughs> a way to link the Marvel and the DC universe, and it's through Ruiz, Ruiz, and uh-huh. then the Ninja Turtle verse. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mattel, Mattel so, verse. Well, uh, it's pretty universal, um, at least in the Marvel movies. It's not as much in the actual Norse mythology, but there's like this interesting like inferiority complex that Thor has about Odin. Which doesn't exist because Thor is just kind of this like gregarious, uh, violent, loving, like smash everything, just like destructive character in uh, Norse mythology. And I think that they did is in the movies, they tried to give him a lot of depth. He's got these, you know, the, this brother hot, that he loves unconditionally who keeps screwing him over. He's got this dad. Hot girlfriend. Many hot girlfriends. But he also has this dad who's Odin who, you know, basically sacrificed his eye so that he could see the future. I guess you didn't know that. He hung himself for, I think it was like seven days on the tree of Yahweh or Yazre or I forgot the, the tree of life and then traded his eye for to be able to see the future, I think. I'm going to have to go look that up, but I think that's pretty accurate. So, I mean, he has this dad who sacrificed an eye for everything, built all this and like all the origin tales. So he, I think he feels that he has a lot to live up to, which he does. I mean, Odin casts a big shadow. I mean, he's known as the All-Father. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas he's trying to do what he can to uh, earn his father's respect, which, you know, I think is the end of the day, uh, you know, the best you can hope for is, you know, be your father's son. So. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we've nailed it. I mean, we've got, we were 80% of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some tech, there's a couple of loose yeah. ends yeah. that we're gonna need somebody smarter than us to wrap up. But I think for the most part, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. That seems pretty open and shut. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, quick, I have a quick, 
Uh, Texas I, is like, I see a lot of holes in this. Uh, which Bring. is fine. But here is a conversation. This goes back to Carizzi. Okay. Carizzi. Cue the Carizzi oh. voice. But he and I had a discussion on, it was, the, it was the Matrix. So we were talking about the hero's journey and the struggle and all of this. And he was explaining the danger of, it was Star Wars and the Matrix. The danger of Star Wars, that it puts plants the seed of, there is, I know, time, the chosen one. Like, you are meant to do this. Only you. And then, what if I wasn't born with these God-given gifts? What then? Mm-hmm. So, like, neglects the, the training aspect because it picks the chosen one. In line with also now the Matrix, where it's, okay, we are this person, we can learn anything in this instant. Versus the training montage, the struggle of the hero to learn a new skill to then, which I feel Thor had faced that inner adversity where he questioned his all abilities and then his mom was able to in the, the most recent one, right? So, but within the Matrix, but this it, you don't understand this and you learn it within an instant by plugging in. So but, like how we were talking Thor's about... wasn't Thor's deal more about um, like kind of a, a coming to age tale that like this, you know, you're young, you're full of hubris, you are, um, you know... Uh, like looking to conquer the world and there's your father who you feel is holding your back but is Which, trying to educate you. I yeah. mean, really, so, this is the tale of everybody. Exactly. So there's depth behind that and then he found all his power that, you know, he ultimately had, which could translate to all of us. We ultimately have this power. But like the, the danger of not acknowledging the struggle and the process and that self-actualization that the Matrix was painting towards the Do you the people. really believe that Neo was the one or do you think that he put mm. himself into a position that allowed him to become the one? So like, you know, like but remember they talk about... one. Well, but, but... So this is where our conversation but was. But was it predestined or did he become the person they needed him because he was tasked with it? Well, in Luke Skywalker was the predestined so on and so forth. But that, that was just an interesting conversation over beers of amongst a table of 10 that they're like what the fuck are these guys talking about uh, dude so so this is something that's always uh, uh questioned me on the matrix you remember like the first one when they come out and they th- and they think he's the one and then remember the first time he jumps off he falls and like what does that mean it's like doesn't mean anything everybody falls so this idea of like just because you're anointed as the one doesn't mean you don't have to go through the same trials and tribulations so then he got to the point where all of a sudden like he sees it and everything's going better but it's not until he loses his eyesight that he can start seeing the code. So like, think about like the hero's journey in this. I mean, it's uh, like he goes through the same trials and tribulations, but something dramatic happens to him that forces him where there is no other way. And um, so I always wonder if it was like predestined or did he become the one because he was forced into it because there was no way else. Because Morpheus believed. God, I still remember seeing that movie. And like when he's like, like in the interrogation room with uh, uh, Agent Smith, mm-hmm. and you remember he like his mouth disappears, and you're like, "What am what? I seeing?" Yeah, like that. Like I, I just remember that moment and thinking, like, "What?" Like kind of like um, we went and saw the Blair Rich uh, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I and remember that. Yeah. So I didn't know anything. My but uh, I went with Steve, everybody, a bunch of guys, and okay, like, hey, we're gonna go see this movie. So I didn't even know what it was. Didn't even ask the name. They bought a ticket. We sit down, and I'm watching this thing, and we're like. And I'm like, was that real? 
And they were like, no, it's totally made up. They like the, you know, there's a movie, whatever. And I was like, uh, like for a second there, I was like, was this a documentary? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. What else? So close the loop on that for me. I'm not making the connection. Thor faced the struggle uh-huh. and he had to then realize and he even faced someone within Thanos that was ultimately stronger, bigger, faster than he would have will ever be. Yeah. That's why he's training with us. But he then came to uh, had a self-actualizing moment, uh-huh. whether it's with the guide or on his own or with the help of his mom to then realize he is enough or has enough to then face and uh, take on his lot in life. Right. Within that, that is the process that is a journey. But then in the Matrix, it was skill. There was no like training and discovery. Jim and I's take and worry would be, okay, we're training and working with all these kids, more so Jim. Mm -hmm. But like their perception of skill acquisition, training, suffering, or whatever trials and tribulations is this moment this clap this this snap and then they have that skill where the kids fuck up on let's just use med ball work or Mm -hmm. jump rope and they've never jump rope before in their life they get to college and they are a phenomenal athlete but then you put a rope in their hands and it's just like it's not snapping Uh yeah it's not snapping immediately we've seen this in many different environments especially introducing the dead bug and so on with our seminar so that individual they don't have the tools to then realize okay i need reps i need practice this is a new a new skill like john said with his brother juggling with uh on the jeff podcast but this movie the matrix the matrix in particular is taking away from that it's telling a different story of struggle and self-accusation but at the same time the skill acquisition is something as minor as learning to jump rope that's extremely beneficial especially for an 18 year old very talented kid if he can realize like okay i'm gonna learn to jump rope or do whatever uh movement that jim faces them with that's the same at a very microcosm of struggle and realization of crap i need to practice put my time and reps in as it would be with the wide receiver skill or whatever it is, mm-hmm. their sport coach with a higher level of stress and expectation on them because their scholarship is in line with their sport versus the simple task of a jump rope, but it's the same just as a process, but a, a smaller scale and a simpler, in our perspective, movement. So the matrix, I just learned to jump rope like this. I just learned to do this like that. And yeah, so on and so forth. But, but doesn't he get plugged in and learn how to fight, but then still gets his ass whipped by Morpheus? And, and then don't they get plugged in, learn how to fly a helicopter, but then crashes the helicopter? Like there's the there's the techni- the acquisition yeah. of the technical X's and O's, but, but then there's the application. You, yeah. Was the eighteen year old kid from the inner city able but to pick up on that? I don't like, know anybody that all of a sudden can plug you in a computer and then all of a sudden be like, I know kung fu. Right. So it's, so where's that it's computer? the picture that's painted towards a kid. Mm-hmm. That Most then of those kids are never even going to see the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Which then is sad. This is Which is sad because you know what? They, we have gone so far past that into a different realm that they can't even pull the e-brake to go back and watch the Matrix with like our eyes. Like yeah. I did. 
Like we didn't know this world existed. And then all of a sudden these kids now, like they'll never even see that movie. They won't even want to watch it. They'll be like, I'm not going to watch this. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I understand the, the de- devaluing of the process and that they, in the level of expectation in any sort of journey is to be met with adversity. And that adversity isn't make or break. If you just stick to it, you could probably work through it. Is that kind of what you're getting at? But that's, the, that's not the lesson of plugging in learning in The Matrix? The are there other movies, are the other movies that do that? Many of the sports movies put that on display, and then they accelerate that with a training montage, right? But that's mm-hmm. still like three or four months of my boxing camp leading up to the fight. Yeah. So they accelerate that, but they don't skip. But what other movies skip it? I just presented two that came up in a conversation with Jim and I. I got to put more thought into it. Which is Star Wars and... The Matrix. Yeah. My thing is... So there's two movies out of 10,000. And just because those two movies exist, I don't know if I agree with Jim Carizzi on this. I don't agree with him much. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, no, text, (laughs) valid point. But it doesn't get us any closer to... Thanos. And yeah, Thor. prepping Thanos and or well, Thor. I mean, Thor there is no training in the Avengers. I know. It's all well game day. Well, it all uh, works. It's yeah, all game day. But but it's because it's a snapshot. We're looking at a snapshot in time. We don't have any kind of a uh, 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 you know young Thor coming to maturation like 10, 10, 12, 13 year old young Thor growing up, training, fighting, learning to battle. We you do know, with Spider Man. Wonder Woman's got that. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman does have that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming Batman, out. Do you, do you, Batman do you begins. Remember, do you remember the the uh, the island that she's from? Do you remember the no name? No idea. The I saw that movie once Babe-topia? and I gave it I gave it four rocks. It was not good. Babetopia? Really? Yeah. I thought it was excellent. The Mystery. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an excellent. I, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the, of the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I'm curious about the, the next one coming out. I think was it's it great. I'm big, I'm big uh, Gail Daffy. I'll tell you what's good. Tenet. I knew you were going to say that. Fuck, it's awesome. What is this? The new Christopher Nolan movie starring Denzel Washington's son and the new Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm not even up on that one. Or, oh. Are they out on TV or are they uh, movie theaters? Uh, no, Nate and I saw it in an IMAX. <laughs> oh, the uh, movie theaters are open? Very limited, but yeah. Wow. Nice. Well, I think we've asked and answered Tim's question. If you have a question that you've been squatting on, valued listener... Let us know. Give us a call. 929-ING-ING-0. The hotline is open. It's hot, baby. 929-464-464-0. Call us. I guess you could, if, you, if you're nervous about leaving a message, you could also text us. I guess you could text us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Whenever you say something like that, it just reminds me. Of, well, don't of, send um, us any pictures. What was... Uh, nice text. What was yeah, the, definitely uh, don't send nudes. What's the... Um, with the Wolf Pack, uh, The Hangover. You remember when uh, Bradley, um, Bradley, uh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, Bradley Cooper, like, it's his message. He's like, yeah, don't, don't send me a text message. That's, that's gay. <laughs> like, I, I love that. And then, like, whenever I saw that movie, I was like, oh, and then, like, you know, now everybody texts. It's a so, tactical satchel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Indiana Jones more of a satchel. Yeah. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And Thor, give us a call. We're ready for you, pal. Until next time. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. 
Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!